Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 72 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a variant company, a leader in community software for support communities and digital marketing. Its social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services, which enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Telligence solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community enables you to answer a question just once and then scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Freeform Friday. On Friday, we go freestyle and talk about whatever we feel like because it's Friday. But before we get into what we're going to talk about today, I want to remind you that spots are filling up. I've opened up 12 coaching spots, 30-minute coaching spots where you can for free spend 30 minutes talking to me about anything you want about digital and social customer care. These are valued at $300 almost each, but because Telligent has graciously sponsored us for this month, we are able to have this happen. So come on over to sociallysupportive.com, sign up, whether you've got questions about what your strategy should look like for next year, what you should be grading your social customer care agents on whether you're supposed to be able to combine your digital and social customer care teams and whether that's right for your particular company. Whatever questions you have, let me know. Even if you're a small company and you need help understanding how you can take just a few people and run a digital social customer care program, we won't be able to cover all of that in 30 minutes, but I can get you started. So if this is helpful to you, this is my gift to you, courtesy of me and courtesy of Telligent, a variant company. So let's get into today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Shep Hyken, who said, the greatest technology in the world hasn't replaced the ultimate relationship building tool between a customer and a business, the human touch. And our book of the day is also by Shep Hyken titled, be amazing or go home. Seven customer service habits that create confidence with everyone. All right, so what are we talking about today? Today, I'm sharing with you the best response framework for social customer care. So I'm going to share three steps your agent should go through in responding to your customers to make sure that the responses that they are giving are top notch. Make sure you pay attention to this one because if you don't already have this down pat, this will really help you. And even if you think you've already got it down pat, who knows, maybe you'll pick up a tip or two. So let's start. One of three, decide whether you should respond. The biggest secret in social media customer care is that there is a step that people skip they don't even know it's there. And it's this first step, deciding whether you should respond or not. 
You get in a lot of trouble if your agents skip this step and get way deep down in a response that really maybe they shouldn't have gotten in in the first place. So make sure your agents know that the first thing that they should do is decide whether they should respond or not. Let them know that in a vast minority of cases, there will be circumstances where responding is just not going to be a fruitful endeavor. And I want to stress that this is the vast minority of cases. This is when we have internet trolls and things like this. So here are a few episodes I'm going to refer you to just so that you can get deeper information about this if you need it. Episode six titled Answer Everything and then what everything means. Episode seven, when to respond. And then episode 16, trolls. Check those episodes out for more information, but know that in most cases, it's going to be beneficial for you to respond to those customers. The second step is to decide whether to respond publicly or privately. Okay, if you have already decided that it's a good idea for you to respond, that you should respond, then you want to go through a series of questions to make sure whether you want to have that response happen publicly or privately. Before I get into all this, I will say that in most cases, because you have a one-to-many contact situation happening, you should try when possible to respond publicly so that other people watching the conversation out there on social media will know for sure that your brand has responded. But ask yourself these questions first. Number one, am I authorized to respond? Okay, as a social media customer care agent for the company, your job title says that that's what you do is you respond to customers. But there are going to be certain cases where that particular agent may not be authorized to respond yet. You should have in your social customer care playbook a section that lets agents know when they should and when they should not respond. And they'll need to be familiar with this. So then we get into the second point. Is there anything preventing my public response? And this informs the first one. What could be preventing their public response? Well, the first thing is laws. Maybe they're not able to even acknowledge that the person that they're speaking with is a customer, right? Like a HIPAA situation. If you are in the United States and it's a healthcare company and you're talking back and forth with a customer, even acknowledging the fact that that person is a customer, I'm not in the healthcare vertical, but I understand that that's something that you can't do. So there are laws and or regulations that may prevent you from responding publicly. So this is something that they want to be aware of before responding. Also, personally identifiable information. When you're responding to a customer, you don't want to ask them for personally identifiable information out in public on social media. So need to understand before you ask certain things, is this something that I can ask publicly or is this something that I need to take private? The third thing to think about is, will a public response be beneficial? Episode seven, when to respond, we had Emerson Cunningham on from Georgia Power, and he talks a lot more about whether it's going to be beneficial for both the company and the customer to have a public discussion about what the customer is engaging around. 
So a couple of things to think about is, will it be not only beneficial to the customer or the company, but also remember that because it's a public conversation you're having, you want to find out if it's going to be beneficial to others who are reading the response. So if you're having a long drawn out conversation with a customer that is particularly only around his exact account, even if you don't get into personally identifiable information, if it's not a larger issue that might be impactful to other customers, they're probably not going to be that interested in the conversation that's happening. Maybe that's something you choose to take private and then just go back publicly and say, hey, Mr. Customer, thanks so much for letting us get to the bottom of that for you. We're so glad you're our customer. So think about whether it's going to be useful to the others that are watching this conversation happen. The fourth thing to consider in deciding whether to respond publicly or privately is, will my public response or lack of public response cause either further frustration or additional volume? So here's a scenario for you. If you are National Chewing Gum Company and someone's asking you if there is Zorbitol in the chewing gum, if you fail to respond publicly and want to take that private, then others might think that you're trying to hide something or others might start to ask you about it too. A lack of response at all could cause further frustration with that particular customer and then it could cause a lot more volume as others start to ask the same question. And then there might be a conspiracy theory that happens. So you need to think through, if I just go ahead and respond now, will that help to sort of take volume down and make sure that we don't cause some sort of storm that we don't need to be causing? Or if I do respond based on the information that I have available now, is that going to cause a big challenge? These are things to think through before you even get involved in the conversation whenever possible. Now, the third of three steps in the response framework is if it's appropriate to respond, then respond, but do these three things. Make sure in all cases, whenever possible, you do these three things. The first thing you want to make sure that you do is be honest. Now, in a corporate situation, you may or may not have full control over whether you're able to be honest or how honest you can be. This goes back to what we talked about in step two, deciding whether to respond publicly or privately. There may be legal reasons that you're not able to fully answer a question. Maybe National Chewing Gum Company has an agreement with the company that provides the Zorbitol where when the question comes up, National Chewing Gum Company is under a non-disclosure agreement where they're not allowed to talk about whatever's happening with the Zorbitol. You need to make sure that you're considering all of these things. And if your agents get in a situation where they're not sure whether they should respond or not, help them out by giving them an easy escalation path where they can take things right up to leadership, you, and then you can take it across to the other departments to find out what should be happening, all while letting the customer know if it's appropriate that you're looking into it for them. But there are reasons why you might not be able to be 100% honest or 100% disclose everything that's happening. But I would recommend that you skew towards honesty. Episode 70, Three Tips for Social Customer Care, which just aired on Wednesday, 
Sophie talks about that being very important. So go ahead and refer back to that episode too for more information. The second part of step three is to be helpful. So first step, you want to be honest. Second step, be helpful. What do I mean by this? I mean, fully answer the question. Don't deflect. Don't, you know, run off and say that it's regarding some policy and not explain yourself. Make sure that you're fully answering the question for the customer in a way that is helpful. And then the second part of answering the question is do the majority of the work for the customer. You can refer back to episode 26, Try It Now, where I had shared my philosophy with Shep Hyken about making sure that you are taking on most of the work for the customer to provide the best customer experience possible. Don't send them down rabbit holes looking up account numbers or case numbers or ticket numbers. If you're able to source that for them and there's no real structured reason why the customer has to do it rather than the agent do it, make sure the agent knows that they should be taking on the majority of the work for the customer because this is being helpful and it shows the customer that you respect their time, you respect them as a customer, and it feels good to the customer. It doesn't feel like it's so hard to do. The third part of being helpful is provide supporting details to the customer if appropriate. So after you fully answered the customer's question, the customer says, is there Zorbitol in your chewing gum at National Chewing Gum Company? You reply and you say, yes, Mr. Customer, there is Zorbitol in some of our flavors of chewing gum. If you'd like more information about, you know, Zorbitol, why we have it or what we do or where you can find it, you can include different items in your post that will be helpful to the customer. You could include a video. Maybe you've got videos on your website or in your community forums. Maybe you've got videos out on YouTube. What about blog posts, either on your website or in your community? Maybe you've got discussions happening in your support forums that go deeper into Zorbital or something. Also, in addition to links, you could also provide maps. If the customer's looking for something, maybe they need to go to one of your National Chewing Gum Company retail locations to get this new winterberry flavor of gum, then you can provide them a map. Yes, Mr. Customer, the winterberry flavor of gum is available at the Main Street location. Here's a map to get there if this is helpful for you. So take that helpful all the way to the end of being helpful. I will say that sometimes you'll have extensive volume or something that will limit how helpful you can be. But hopefully, if you're using all the strategies and you've got one of the super cool tools that helps you manage all of the workflow and organize it in such a way that you're only passing necessary items to your agents, hopefully you've got plenty of time to be able to you know, give an extra level of customer service, like including links and blog posts and things. Oh, also, if you have a tool that will link together with your community forum and your social media properties, then you should be able to just have it pop up for your agent, which community forums posts are relevant to what they're talking about based on keyword searches that your social customer care tool will do automatically between your blog post and your social customer care tool. All right, now the third tip that I've got for you is to be human. So we've talked about this framework for customer care. First, you want to decide whether you should respond at all. Then you want to know whether you should respond publicly or privately. 
And now you want to make sure that you be human. I know this is getting trite. People talk about being human, but it's it's really important that first of all, unless it's absolutely necessary, avoid canned responses. So here's what necessary entails. We talked about this at the Insight Group Customer Service Summit. If you've got some brand confusion, maybe you're getting lots of posts that are coming into you that don't really belong to your brand, it might be okay to throw in a canned response that's maybe you've got three or four different versions and pop that back to the customer to let them know, no, this is not international chewing gum company. This is national chewing gum company, but you can reach international chewing gum company over here. That's a great use case for a canned response to go out. Not a problem. Also, if you've got laws or regulations where you're just not able to expound or provide any information at all, potentially canned responses help your agents feel safe so that they can send out the answers that they need. And Sometimes your public affairs department might mandate that you have some canned responses if you're talking about things that are very sensitive in nature, right? So there are some times where you need to be using those canned responses and they're a good idea. And if you have a surge of volume from outages, absolutely, it's better to respond to the customer in some fashion than to not respond at all, but be careful. And we can talk about that more later. The second part of being human that I don't want you to forget is speaking naturally. Use your appropriate brand voice and be conversational. There are many times where you can go out on Twitter or Facebook and you can read responses from customer care agents on social media that don't appear conversational. They appear corporate. There's overspeak. We're overstating. We're using big words when we could use simple words. It doesn't sound like you're talking to a colleague. It sounds like you might be a bit robotic and you're talking as a machine to another machine. Watch out for that. That requires finesse and it requires qualitative tweaking with your agents. That's a training situation that we can talk about later. Finesse and it requires qualitative tweaking with your agents. That's a training situation that we can talk about later. But anyway, those are the three tips that I'll give you in the framework for making sure you are providing the best responses over social media customer care. I know that last Friday, that episode 67, Response Strategy for Small Teams, this might also help small teams understand or people who are just getting started understand where do they start in terms of making sure that their responses on social media are the best that they can be. All right. Let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a variant company. Why community? Why Telligent community? Well, we gave great examples here in the Be Helpful section that you can link up forums, discussions, any blog posts that are in your community, and provide that to your customers to be helpful. And by moving common support cases online, those resolutions to cases can be used again and again. Plus, you can quickly see which topics are causing the most issues. And customer support communities, don't forget this is important, they create a compelling return on investment and gives your customers the support options they want. As we've talked about, some customers don't want to, as a first choice, talk to somebody who works at your company. Sometimes they want to just self-solve with information that's readily available inside of your community for customers, or maybe 
They want to have a conversation with other customers and develop a relationship around that. And that relationship is pretty important. Also, Telligent's largest customers use their community to plan the staffing of their support centers because communities provide an early warning of incidents occurring with products and services. So I recommend to you that you check out Telligent at Telligent.com. I've personally used their tool before in my career to great success, and I think that it's an important part of an overarching digital customer support strategy to offer community. Intelligent does a great job. They've been around since 2004. Okay, let's talk about jobs. Do you have a job opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, send me your information at Frankie at socially supportive.com and I'll play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position. And if you notice there's a brand out there doing a great job of delivering that online customer service, email me the company's name and I'll figure out who we need to get on the show to ask them how exactly they're doing that. Okay. And lastly, don't forget to go and schedule your free 30 minute coaching session with me. There are only 12 of them. It's $300 value almost. I'm giving it to you for free as a holiday gift from me and from Telligent, a variant company. So this has been Freeform Friday. Make sure that you check out Manic Monday, where we will be talking about all things reporting, getting you out of your fabulous weekend that you had and back into the work week. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for joining. I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 